Hey, WRC fam. Are you a school counselor looking for support and mentorship? I've launched the Well-Rounded Counselor Facebook group. There, you'll find lots of encouragement and community from counselors all over the world. You can join the live trainings where you can connect and learn from myself and others. It's a safe and private group, and only you have to answer a few questions to join. I'll leave the link down in the show notes, but what are you waiting for? Join today, and I'll see you in the group. Hey guys, I hope you're doing so well today. I just want to let you know that today's episode was recorded nearly three months ago, so it is not in real time. I also want to just let you know that when I was re-listening to this unpublished draft before I decided to publish it out there on Spotify, it made me think about my early days and moving abroad and how I really didn't have anyone to help me figure this whole process out and transition from being a graduate student to a working professional. And so I decided to extend this invitation and sponsor my own podcast today. This episode is sponsored by The Well-Rounded Counselor, and I want to extend this opportunity for you to work with me one-on-one for a very affordable price. So if you're looking to get in touch with someone who really knows the industry, who really understands the the, um, opportunities out there, how to just tap into your potential and get into an excellent role at a school or however it is that you want to start working in a counseling um, profession. So if you are looking to become a counselor, if you are desiring to work with students abroad, or you're not sure how to start, or if you're already a counselor running your office all by yourself, you are not alone. And I want you to eliminate searching and scouring the internet and spending countless hours doing it all by yourself. And I encourage you to get a mentor. All right. So learn how to maneuver your next career move, figure out how to gain the qualifications. You can receive expert advice and support from myself on how to help your students and parents. And also you can gain community and get connected to other counselors literally around the world if you work with me. So I want to invite you for doing this one-on-one monthly coaching call with me for 30 minutes for just $35 a month. And if you are not connected with me on Instagram, I invite you to. It is at well-rounded underscore consulting. And you can DM me there, or you can send me an email at katrinam.consulting at gmail.com. I'll leave that information down below in the show notes as always. And if you have not yet done so, and you've been following me for a while, please leave me a rating on Spotify. It really helps other people find this amazing free resource for people to learn, grow, and just become a better individual and a better helping agent out there in the world. So Here we are. I'm going to carry it over to the actual episode and enjoy. Welcome to the WRC podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Marie, and you're in the right place. Here at the Well-Rounded Counselor podcast, what you can expect is to learn, shift your thinking, and gain personal and professional growth. And if you have not yet done so, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode. The conversation starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the WRC podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today with me. As I discuss a topic that's near and dear to my heart, as always, I would love for you to learn a little bit about what I've learned since I've moved abroad nearly 10 years ago and as a school counselor. So some of these are kind of um, synchronous, they sync together. So, and some of them are also kind of just what I've learned and then some are counselor related. 
But I feel that this information could be very helpful for someone who is looking to take this leap and go work abroad, whether you decide to become a counselor or not. So let's get into today's topic. And I kind of want to share a little story with you. The other day, I was sitting in my office talking to one of my students. She's a senior and she's new to my school. And I'll just kind of name her Jane for anonymous purposes. So I was talking with Jane and Jane was telling me how her her school prior to joining us was very different. It was predominantly uh, locals that went there. So UAE nationals, it was predominantly um, focused on the culture and the curriculum of the country, things like that. So it was quite surprising to learn that she didn't even know what Diwali was. Diwali is a um, festival of lights in the Hindu culture. And uh, she was just telling me how she didn't even know some of these basic holidays existed in in other faiths, other cultures, because the schooling she was brought up was predominantly focused on the Emirati culture, which makes a lot of sense if you're going to a school that only has that population. And then you go to an international school where it has over 110 nationalities. So it, it's a big jump and there's a lot of cultures and international mindedness that you have to take into consideration. But this conversation, why I'm bringing it up was it made me realize that there were a lot of things I didn't know either when I decided to go abroad. I came from, as you might have heard from my other podcast, I came from Southern California of the United States and I thought I was very open-minded about other cultures. I thought I knew a lot about different you know, languages and, and backgrounds and other ethnicity groups and all of that. However, coming to the Middle East, coming to Dubai specifically, it was actually a bigger culture shock than anyone could probably ever prepare you for, especially coming from the U.S. We are pretty self-centered. We kind of just focus on our little world and we think we're international, but we're really not. Uh, I'll break the news to all of you. We're really not. Um, so, I started reflecting like this girl's right like I didn't know what Diwali was either when I when I came to the UAE I didn't know what um you know Ramadan was I didn't know what the international baccalaureate curriculum was I didn't know how to you know introduce myself in Arabic I didn't know a lot of stuff and it's quite funny like as I started just reflecting on these few basic things that are now incorporated into my life I I know about they are embedded into my work life, my personal life. I just didn't know what I didn't know. And it's been really fun to unfold and reflect back all these little things that that I learned over the years. So if you're looking to go abroad and work in an international school, remember, an international school has many other cultures in it. So you will be involved with other cultural customs, whether it's celebrating holidays or <clears throat> interacting with people from different uh, religious backgrounds or upbringings. It's very important to be open to cultural diversity. So this is number one, being open to cultural diversity. And I thought I was, but like I said, I learned so much that I was actually not well-versed cultural diversity. So being open to cultural diversity, making friends, learning about the clothing, the traditions, the food, the maybe the prayers involved, whatever that looks like for that culture, show a little bit of intellectual curiosity and show a little bit of interest. Just be aware. 
doesn't mean you have to participate, but just ask questions and get to know why certain customs and, 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 and things exist the way that they exist. And it actually just opens you up and be, helps you become a well, well-rounded person at the end of the day. Number two kind of goes with number one, holiday celebrations. I work in an American school. It is very American and very similar to how I went to high school, which, you know, wasn't that long ago. So uh, when I was in high school, we had Thanksgiving, we had Christmas, we had Easter, we had, um, you know, just various things throughout the year. And when I came to the international school world, there was other holidays celebrated. Like I mentioned, there was Ramadan where we have reduced working hours because people are fasting. We have, like I said, Diwali or Holi, and there's um, Diaz lit up all over the place and, you know, colors splashed all around, you know, it's just, it just was very different than what I knew and I didn't understand. And at first, I'll be honest, I didn't really take interest until I started getting more and more into my school. You know, I started realizing like, oh, maybe I should learn a little bit about these things because I'm not planning to go anywhere and it's happening every year. So um, it's valuable for you to understand holiday celebrations and also get to be invited to some of these celebrations in people's homes or enjoy the food and the the wonderful privileges around it. So I definitely invite you to look into that if you're thinking about going to a different part of the world outside of maybe the U.S. or even of your own country, no matter where you're listening. Maybe you're listening in Asia and you want to come to the Middle East or you're in, I don't know, Europe and you want to come to South America. Why do these cultures do all the things that they do? So you you need to be a little bit more open to the holiday celebrations. And that also impacts your holidays, like your school breaks. So for example, if a country has... Um, you know, days off because they're around religious reasons, you need to not only be mindful of that, but also take that into consideration. I know here in the UAE, we're quite lucky. We get so many days off throughout the year because of all the Islamic holidays. And we also get the US holidays sometimes, you know, if it depends like Thanksgiving, we get that off, we get Christmas off, we get spring break, uh, summer breaks, you know. So again, being in an international school and the American curriculum, we get the best of both worlds. So that might be a really cool thing because it gives you time to travel. It gives you time to enjoy the city that you get to live in and also just time to rest and relax. So uh, another thing that I mentioned earlier was I came from North America. I came from a traditional all-American curriculum. I came from just knowing what the advanced placement AP system was and SATs. That's it. I did not know that there were other curriculums out there in the world. I really had no clue. Like, just don't think about these things, to be very honest. Like, I never, ever thought about, oh, what is a kid in Germany studying? I didn't know if they had the German Abitur. I didn't know that. I didn't know a kid in the UK had their um, GCSEs and A-levels. I didn't know these things. And I mean, there's so many national curriculums in pretty much every country, even here in the UAE, they have their own national curriculum plus the private school system. So again, I didn't know when I started looking after my first job here, I decided um, I wasn't going to stick with that company. Um, this was nearly 10 years ago. And I decided to look for another job at another school. And so when it was saying, oh, be familiar with the IB curriculum, I really didn't know what the IB curriculum was. I had no clue. 
I was like, I, I have no idea. And I didn't know what A-levels was. I didn't, I didn't understand the differences between that. Now here in the UAE, the, the most popular and common curriculums you will find are the International Baccalaureate with um, whether it's PYP, MYP, or the diploma. And then you'll also find a lot of British schools with the British curriculum. And you will also find some American schools. So those are like the top main ones. However, there are other curriculums here like Indian curriculum, um, you know, Filipino curriculum, Iranian curriculum, like there are other curriculums, but they're not the majority. So when I was looking for jobs and I kept saying like international baccalaureate experience, I had no clue, zero, zero clue. And this is the cool thing about working abroad. I'll be very honest, like the professional development that you could potentially get to learn the other curriculums and to conference and meet people who are in similar positions where they're, they're doing this type of job for the first time abroad, you realize like, wow, like there's a bigger world out there, like much more expansive than what I knew back home. And yes, there are steep learning curves. Yes, you need to get out of your comfort zone. Yes, it's not going to be easy and you're not going to get it all the first time you deliver that information to a family. You'll, you will continue to have questions about, um, you know, how to academically advise and counsel and give advice about how these classes translate to university admissions. Yes, these things will take time. But it opens you up in terms of how you counsel. It opens you up in your just bandwidth of information on how, like, if a kid came to me and says, Miss, should I do the international baccalaureate or should I do the advanced placement curriculum? And if you don't know how to answer that question, you should learn how to answer that question. Because what if your school or the school you'd like to go to offers both? You need to know how to counsel. So I'll be honest, I didn't know how to do that, but with the right training and the right opportunities that came my way, I learned. And it was quite cool. And now I look back, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I didn't know what IB curriculum was. And now I'm, this is what I do like every day, all day. So um, it, that was just kind of a cool reflection that I had. So another thing that I think is important, and I kind of mentioned in a different episode about uh, cross-cultural counseling is just learning the language and how you use it in your day-to-day verbiage, I I should say. So back home, if you're from Southern California or even the US, you might know the word Spanglish. We spoke Spanglish all the time. It was just what we did. It was like Spanish, English, slang. And although we were kind of taught Spanish from a very young age in the school systems and taking the foreign language classes, we still kind of just joked around and had the word Spanglish. So here, Nobody would know Spanglish unless you're probably American and you know what I'm talking about. However, we have Arabic mixed with English. So just learning language usage and creating connection. This was something I didn't know that I learned while living abroad. And it's quite fun. But now it's like I go back home and I don't know if anybody who has lived in the Middle East long enough and might be listening to this. When I go back home, I want to use certain words in Arabic just because it's slang and it's like easy and it's become part of my day-to-day word usage and nobody back home will understand me. They'll look at me cross-eyed probably. So it's just like an autopilot habit that I've now created. So when I first joined here or when I first decided to live here, it was something that I had to learn and adapt to in order to just kind of be a part of this, this culture here. So language usage is another thing. If you're looking to go abroad, get familiar with some basic words, get familiar with 
you know, some, some slang and how people talk. And so you just don't feel left out. Now it's just become the norm. And me and my friends, we can say certain words and we know what that means. So the next thing I want you to consider is do not, if you're coming from US, okay, and, and most of my audience who listens is, is from the US, if you are looking to go abroad, do not compare every single thing to how it's done in the US. Now, how many of you who are abroad, who are listening to this podcast at first compared how things were done in their previous country to their new post, to their new position somewhere else? I know I was guilty of this. I know that I used to say, well, in the US, it's done like this. How come it's not done like this? You are not in the US. You are in another country that has different governance, that has different rules, that has a different mentality. You need to stop comparing and doing that awful comparison trap because it's not the US. It's not that country that you previously lived in. So you need to stop it. I know it's a bad habit because you're used to living somewhere. I know that if I were to leave the UAE one day, I will probably have certain things in my head that would be, I would need to unprogram. You get what I mean? I would need to say, okay, I'm in a new place. These are not the cultural norms. Like they once were somewhere else. It would take me some unlayering and peeling back. But before you go abroad or before you move to your next place, you need to try to not compare because it will be different. It will not be the same. Even down to the smallest things of just how do you get a bank account set up? It's going to be very, very, very different than how you do it back in the US. Even down to thinking in your local currency, which is my next step. I remember when I first moved to this country, um, I had a friend of a friend introduce me to somebody that lived here. And he told me, he goes, Katrina, you need to stop thinking in US dollars. You need to start thinking in this local currency. And I was like, this is so hard because this is like all I know for the last like 25 years was thinking in US dollars. And I don't know how to think in the local money here. And it was just really, it was like monopoly money for me. Um, <laughs> and anybody that knows what the currency is like here, it is kind of like that because it's colorful and everything. But it, it felt like really hard to wrap my brain around how to think in the local currency. Cause I kept saying, well, how much is that in US dollars? How much, how much did I just spend? And now, now it's so funny. I think in dirhams, when I go back to the US, I think in dirhams, I'm like, okay, well, how much is that in dirhams? Because this is where I have my day to day life. And I didn't know that my brain would actually switch one day and be thinking in a totally different currency. It just, it just, but that was probably the best advice he can give me because that's how, where my paycheck's coming from. That's where my money's coming from. So it's very important for you to, to start thinking in your local currency, getting your bearings around that and adjusting because that's how you will spend your day-to-day money. Okay. So let's get into some fun bits. Uh, I need you to start thinking about how you're going to find your hobbies. Okay. Because I think when I moved abroad, I was fresh out of grad school. So I didn't really have hobbies. I was working and I was going to school. Hobbies were a thing of the past, things I didn't have time for. They were things that I lost. Let's use that word. I lost my hobbies. I didn't, I didn't really have anything going for, I didn't even work out. I didn't, all I knew was to go out with my friends, go out to eat and 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 hang out at the beach. And that was it. Like I didn't have a hobby, like a sport or something I would look forward to. So if you have a hobby, look for community, look for people who are like-minded that is going to help you find friends. I was so blessed with finding my friendships here. I, I, 
I have seen so many people come and go, good quality people. And as hard as that is to have a friend leave and move on with their life, you, you are naturally happy for them at the same time. But it's just one less person that you have as a friend, especially when you live abroad and you're away from your family and, and everything you know. You need a good community of people. You need hobbies. So there's so many things that you could be doing to, to get yourself integrated into a new city, a new place of living. And that should be something that you should be thinking about when you're looking for your next post. That should be something that you need to incorporate. I, you know, I've mentored um, new colleagues that have come into my school and, you know, they ask me all the time, like, well, how do I find this? Or do you know anything about that? And they want to get involved. They want to find hobby. They want to find community outside of work. And this is something that people think of as like an afterthought. And they don't consider this when they go into maybe the job interview of like, okay, I'm t- I want to take on this job. The school's amazing, but like, how do I have work life balance? And how am I going to have a life outside of work? Like, people don't think about that, and that's something people need to start looking at. Like, this is your life. You're not going to be working twenty four seven. So you need to think about how am I going to find that dance class? How am I going to find that uh, spin class? Or how am I going to find a kite surfing club? or a swimming club or a tennis academy or whatever that looks like for you. I know here we have so many meetups. Like maybe you love like, um, you know, books, you know, and you want to have a book club. I'm sure that's here. I'm sure. So it's a matter of you finding that community that feels right for you. And obviously if it's your budget and all of that. So people need to start considering that prior. It took me a very long time to find my hobbies again. Um, and I didn't even have the bandwidth, I guess, to think about finding a hobby when I first moved here. I was just trying to learn the layout of the land. I was just trying to go out and spend my money on ridiculous things. I don't even know what I spent my money on. And I look back and I'm like, wow, I could have been doing this, or I could have been working on that. I could have been developing and cultivating friendships here, but everything happens in due time. Everything happens when it needs to happen. So if I can give you any sliver of advice that you can take away from this is think about your lifestyle because you are going to be living somewhere. You're going to be living somewhere and you are not going to be working 24-7. So you need to have a life outside of work. And how do you want that to look? What do you want to do? Okay. And that was not something I even was aware of at the time. And last but certainly not least, make a bucket list. I know that I have my UAE bucket list. I have my travel bucket list because of proximity to so many countries, but I have my UAE bucket list, which is pretty lengthy. And a lot of things that I've been able to do in the past couple of years has been pretty incredible. And there are things that were important to me. So if you're not that type of person who's adventurous and willing to be on your own and go do these things, this is why you need to find community first and make friends so you can go and explore the things on your bucket list. But if you're that person that's very confident in their own skin, who loves their own company, who is adventurous outside of work, then make that bucket list and do it. Like there's no time like today. There's no time like the present. Life is short. So I stopped waiting around for people. I remember, I remember my very first year that there was a lady who, uh, I don't remember her name, Yasmin or something. I don't remember her name, something like that. She was like, oh, you should go to Salala, Oman. And I was like, oh, what's this place? You know, like she was just like 
saying that how beautiful it was and it looks nothing like the Middle East. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I, I, I Googled it and it was just spectacular, the pictures, like unreal people. So go and Google Salala Oman. And I just remember feeling so insecure and saying, well, I have no one to go with. I had no one to go with. So I postponed that trip for five years until I said enough is enough. I'm going to go on my own. So that was on my travel bucket list. And because I didn't have community and the friends that were our itineraries and schedules lined up to go with, I just said, screw it. I'm going to go on my own. So as somebody who lives abroad, who has made mistakes, who didn't have community, who didn't know how to navigate things on her own, I pretty much had to learn how to do all these things over the last 10 years. And I will tell you this, please take my advice, research the place you're going to, learn a little bit about the culture, learn a little bit about the religious aspects. Even if you're not a religious person, learn about it. Little, Learn a little bit about you know the work-life balance you could potentially have. Start understanding the cost of living, the things you can do in that city. And figure out how to just live your life and be happy and do something different. You know, so many times I sit in my apartment, my gorgeous apartment. I'm looking out the window right now. It's absolutely stunning. I can see the Arabian Sea and the Dubai Canal. It's beautiful. I sit in my apartment. I think, wow, I've done so much in Dubai. I've done so much in the UAE. I feel like I've done it all. And today uh, I'm going to go to this beautiful place called Al Nur Island in Sharjah. It's a place that's on my bucket list and it's somewhere that I've been wanting to go to because it's an outdoor place and you want to go when it's a little bit cooler. So anyways, I'm digressing from the whole point of today's podcast, but I might, I'm, I guess my enthusiasm is just kind of coming through today because I'm, I'm just bubbling inside with, um, just wanting to share my life a little bit more with you and be a little bit more open and real. So this episode was more or less something of a lifestyle, a mentality, a coaching, a mentoring kind of episode where if you're thinking about making the change, taking the leap of faith of going abroad, do it, do it, be open to learning, be open to living, be open to the unlimited possibilities of what a role in an international school can bring you and just go with it, go with it. Learn from my mistakes, learn from these tips that I'm giving you and and get motivated to look these things up. You don't have to pick the same city I'm living in, but you can pick any city in the world that you fancy and just learn about it. You know, Europe is so is so compacted with so many countries and the train system and driving across Europe would be just such a dream for anybody. And I know so many counselors who live in Europe and they get to just go to Italy for the weekend or they get to go to the German Christmas markets this year. You know, it's just so cool, you know, to to hear these things. And you wouldn't get those things if you were just staying where you're at. So if you are that brave soul, if you are that person who wants to take that leap of faith and go see the world and go work abroad and learn and live, well, get good at that. Get creative figure it out, reach out to me. I've always promoted my social media. So make sure that you join my new Facebook group. Um, I'll leave all the details in the link below in this episode. Join my Instagram, message me, DM me, ask me questions. I'm thinking about uh, launching this mentorship program. So if you're interested in in that, reach out to me. I, I want to encourage you to live your life fully, happily, 
travel, see the world, meet all kinds of interesting people. Oh, and that's another thing. One more thing. I remember, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but I remember having a conversation with someone saying, never in my wildest dreams did I think I would meet somebody from Jordan or from Syria or from Lebanon or from Iran. Like these, all these countries that seem so far away. Oh, South Africa. I, I never knew anybody from South Africa. I never knew people from Morocco, Algeria. The list can go on and on, people. Like, I'm just Nigeria. Like, I have friends from literally everywhere. And, you know, to learn from my own friends that come from these different backgrounds has been also phenomenal. So, anyways, I'm kind of getting off topic, but I want to reel it back in. Make sure that you follow me on my social medias, join my YouTube channel at The Well Rounded Counselor my Instagram, my Facebook group, that's a closed group for counselors. And also I have my 10 free tips on how to have a successful college application. And if you have any questions, reach out to me. I'm happy to do my best to answer anything in related to today's episode. So have a beautiful day. I'm off to go enjoy the beautiful sunshine here and I'll catch you all on the next episode. Did you love the episode? I hope you're feeling inspired and no longer feeling alone out there and you're ready to evolve and become a better person. Make sure that you share this podcast or take a screenshot and post it on your social media. That's how you help spread this podcast organically and people can find it much easier when you share or share it with a loved one. I'm your host, Katrina Marie, and make it your mission to be a blessing in someone else's life today.